Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a lot of baseball talk to get into today as we wind down the first half of the season, get ready for the All-Star Game, the Home Run Derby, All-Star Weekend coming up here in just a few days. It's been a really, really fun and exciting first half of the season, and we've got a lot to talk about as we uh, as we wind down and get ready for the All-Star game coming up. And, uh, I mean, it's just been a, a interesting past week or so over the uh, the baseball world trade. A lot of news, a lot of injuries. A lot, you know, we got the All-Star rosters, home run derby participants coming out. we got the MLB draft coming up. It's been a really interesting time. Um, you know, they're keeping us busy and entertained in July as we get into the, the middle of the season when it's not exactly clear, you know, some teams are obviously going to be in the postseason. Some teams might make a surprise run here. Usually mid-July, things start to get a little less interesting, but they're doing a good job keeping us interested right now with everything going on. Yeah, uh, I think a lot of young stars are emerging. Dale Cruz from Cincinnati. I mean, dude just got called up like two months ago and is insane. Uh, he, he said a line, you know, we'll talk about the Derby. They asked him about doing the Derby. He's like, nah, I just want to focus on winning. Uh, so I shout out to him, but it, it's been a lot of fun baseball. Uh, it's crazy. Miami has put up tied for its best record. Um, it, you know, best start of a year to its world series team. And they're still eight games back out of first, which is crazy. Um, you know, go the other side, the disappointing team, St. Louis, especially uh, the Mets are getting closer and closer to 500. But, uh, you know, I think St. Louis continuing to disappoint is going to be uh, I at this point I've given up on them. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot a lot of crazy stuff going on outside of, you know, the disappointing thing with the Angels right now. Yeah, uh, that was going to be our, our main topic on the, today's episode, or one of the main topics, and we'll just get right into it. The Angels, they're doing Angels things. You know, every year we have high hopes for them. They have the two best players in baseball. Um, two of the one, three. One of them, two of the three best players in baseball, sorry. Uh, one of them by far. Well, the, the third guy's player. also out right now, so. Let's... Yes, so we'll get to that in a little bit as well, but um. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, obviously, two of the best players in baseball. Mike Trout has been for the past decade. Shohei Otani, of course, has had a you know a breakout year two years ago and has just continued to live up to the expectations since then. And they are both injured right now. And it really happened all very quickly for the Angels. Uh, I think it was Monday night, Mike Trout hurt his hand uh, on a swing, and it looked like just a really strange injury and he said after the game that it was some of the most severe pain he's ever been in and so here's the timeline this is from Auden Gonzalez on Twitter here's the timeline for Tuesday for the Angels 11 45 a.m they announced that Mike Trout has a fractured hamate bone in his left hand from that swing Monday night 4 40 p.m. Four to six weeks yeah out four to six weeks they've announced that now 
At 4.40 p.m., Anthony Rendon fouls the ball off his leg and leaves the game. And at 5.30 p.m., Shohei Otani exits the mound with a trainer, later revealed that he has a blister on one of his right fingers. So he is now going to be out for a little bit and not going to pitch in the All-Star game. You know, that's just an, an added disappointment. Of course, in terms of games that actually matter, it's still disappointing for the Angels because three of their big stars are now not able to produce the way that they would hope. You know, Otani, I think, is still hitting, but Trout and Rendon, they're not on the field, and Otani's not on the mound. So it's really disappointing for a team that is still at this point in the wild card race. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, so I, I wonder what your first reaction was to Mike Trout getting hurt. Uh, mine was this. It op- It is now, I think, fully opened the door for a Shohei Otani trade. Do you, what, think, you, because you think that like the season's just going downhill, so they might as well so give up. Four to six weeks is a, is a month, right? And a month, month and a half, yeah. Yeah, and it would be when's the trade deadline? Like the trade deadline would pass by the time he comes back, right? Yeah. So yes, because let's. I'm looking at the standings right now. They are four games out of the wild card. They're not gonna get. That's not gonna get better. Yeah. Without two of their what three best hitters. Yeah. And it, it really sucks because man, Rendon has and, been starting to play pretty well too. Yep. And if if Otani misses a start, that's not good. Like he might, you know, he might hit, but if he misses a start, luckily it's the All Star break, so he pro. My guess is he doesn't miss a start. But I think it opens the door. Like, let's put it this way: Come last week, I was like ninety ten. He stays with the Angels this year. It's now like. 60-40. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you if you are the Los Angeles Angels, you have to like I think you have to know by the trade like it is malpractice honestly. You have to know by the trade deadline if he's coming back. Like you have to. Yeah. Like you have to have some guarantee that he is coming back by the trade deadline or that is, that is, that is franchise malpractice. Like, I I mean, I don't think he's going to, and they're not going to, I agree. They're not going to be able to. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't see a way that they are going to make the postseason this year, especially with trout missing that much time, because like you said, they are four games out of the wild card. They're above 500, which is very good for the angels, but they're four games out of the wild card. And all these wild card teams are so good this year. Look at the two most notable players that got traded, like for big trades, was like off the top of my head is Juan Soto and Mookie Betts. Yeah. But Juan Soto was a little different because he had multiple years left, but like it was clear Mookie Betts wasn't coming back to Boston. That was I mean, that After was different. The, it was over the offseason, but still I get I get your point. Yeah. Then Juan Soto was a you know in season trade. Yeah, that was a deadline deal. Yeah. But still I, I could I could see it happening. And the hole is gonna be Huge. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, they think he's going to get six hundred million in free agency. So the the return that you get for him in a trade better be huge. I I can't even imagine what that trade would be like. But man, if that and does, I happen, I mean, and it could be even a team that doesn't think they're going to keep him. 
Yeah, because I mean, oh, it could be any team that's in contention this year. So, like, if you are the Arizona Diamondbacks and you had Corbin Carroll just got hurt, we'll see when he comes back. Do you, and you're first place in the NL West, probably surprising yourself. You have a really good team. You're probably not going to be able to pay show. You're not going to pay Shoei a ton of six hundred million dollars. This is your best shot. Go get you go all better. in and make that trade, right? Yeah. For just the postseason to get a front of the line starter in the three hole hitter. Yeah, I um, I could really see that happening. Like that's a that's a sneaky team that I could see it happening. I would I would throw Texas in there as well. You know, I think Texas probably expected to compete in the division, but they're definitely surprising some people. But you know, throw him and Nathan Abolti as your two two aces is incredible. And then throw him in that lineup with Simeon, Seeger, um who am I blanking on? They have four all star starters. They they have a really good lineup. But you get my point with Texas. I like, think there's I think there's a couple of teams that could make a legitimate offer. Like if I'm the Dodgers, if I'm the Dodgers, just because you're one of the few teams that probably could pay him the six hundred million dollars, you probably are like if it's kind of the case of hey, if we trade for you, will you resign? And he says yes, then do it. That guarantees it. Um, but I could see a team kind of what the Dodgers did with Manny Machado, which is like they knew they weren't going to re-sign Machado, but yeah. they traded for him because they needed a shortstop. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see a trade happening. One team that I just thought of that you know may be an interesting possibility. I don't know who they would. I don't know what the the package would look like because I just a, a brief look at the. MLB top 100 prospects. They don't have very many prospects to offer up, but the Marlins, you know, they're they're at the top of the NL wild card right now, but they just played the Braves last week and got swept. They were very confident going into that series, but the Braves swept them. So obviously they're still not at the Braves level, but they are first in the National League wild card. So they're a team that's very much in contention. But Sandy Alcantara, they're, I mean, their Cy Young pitcher, he's struggling this year, so they could obviously use a pitcher. They can always use a bat. That's that's an interesting possibility. Just off the top of my head, I mean, I could see maybe the Marlins go after him. Maybe the Orioles. They do have a lot of top 100 prospects, and they are a very good wild card team. Yeah, but the O's, do the O's. But would they, yeah, I mean, the they want to give time. that up, though? They, because they, they have so line? many. They have so many top prospects coming up, and they're playing well right now. Like so they, they would really have to trade to. Jackson Holiday, yeah, to get Shohei Otani, and Granted, they don't really need to. They might have just have to trade Jackson Holiday and like one more player compared yeah. to a team that might have to play three or four. But yeah, Jack, and I, and I'm saying Jackson Holiday, son of Matt Holiday, who is MLB.com's number one prospect. Yeah, and yeah, so I I, I mean I don't I don't think the Orioles would do it. They could. But I think that they're in a good situation. I mean, they're a 50-win team right now. And they have a couple of top prospects still waiting. So I, I don't think I, they would do it. They could. Wild thing. If the Pirates were somehow in first place and they drafted Paul Skeens 
And then they just like just two days later traded him for Otani. That'd be <laughs> insane, right? They're not going to do that. But uh, as we go into the draft, um, that could happen. It's coming up. Could happen. Yeah. So speaking it, of the draft, and um, sorry, did you have more? I was just going to say, is uh, who do you think's going one, and why is it Paul Skeens? <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to be him, right? I mean, I, th- I think that's what I've seen in every mock draft so far. Everything. Uh, uh, here, I'll I'll make it similar. Uh, why is it going to be a player that went to LSU? Well, yeah, either Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz. Yes. Yeah, I agree. One of those two players going number one. And I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either of them. And Wyatt Langford, who also just played in that series, uh, is third. So how about that? College World Series. It's the place to be to uh, get prepared for the MLB. Well, speaking of the draft and Shohei Otani, got a Shohei Otani-esque player coming out of Virginia. That's the uh, number 23 prospect, according to MLB.com. I've seen some mock drafts, like Fangraphs had a mock draft out today. They have him at number 16 to the Giants. This is Bryce Eldridge from James Madison High School in Vienna. He's a first baseman and a right-handed pitcher. And just reading about him, I mean, he's, first of all, he's 6'7", what, 230 pounds. I mean, this is, he he plays like Shohei Otani. He looks like Aaron Judge. This is a, a an insane prospect. It's crazy to me that he's not higher on the list than 23, but I am really excited to see where he goes and how his career ends up. Uh, MLB.com had a good article out about him a couple of days ago talking about whether or not he's going to stay a two-way player because that's what he's done in high school. But, you know, a lot of the American players that start out as two-way players in high school and college, they have to commit one way or the other once they get into the minor leagues. And he says he's committed to playing two ways, pitching and hitting. So we're going to see if he sticks with that or if he ends up having to pick one or the other. But I think it'd be really exciting if we can get another two-way player like Shohei Otani coming into the major leagues. It's going to be uh, really exciting. I'm really excited to see where he goes uh, when the draft gets underway. Yeah, uh, it's interesting to see. Also, if you want to get even uh, local with the top prospects, Kyle Teal is the highest, I guess, in Virginia. He, the catcher from Virginia, is seventh. And the guy we're familiar with, Jack Hurley, coming in at, I believe, 36th. But it would be cool to see another two-way player. And obviously, the biggest two-way player coming into the draft next year will be actually Jack Calgalione from Florida. Jack Tani is his nickname. He's the projected 2024 number one pick. But you got a 6'7 dude who's a freak athlete that is with a 106 ERA and a 1.76 OPS. That's pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) Pretty good. That's it's, pretty good. Yeah. Hey, Paul Skeens was a two-way player for uh for Air Force. So maybe, you know, he, he breaks the bat. So like my gut always tells me that he's gonna have to pick one, but I would love to see him like I I would love to see with Otani coming in that they just give these guys like two years to like try to figure it out. I mean, that's what it took. Like Otani was a rookie in what 2018 and 2021 was the year that he, he really won rookie of the broke year, out. So you can't really. I mean, he say. won rookie of the year, but then he wasn't like. It you took know, it, the, spring training. He didn't like spring training. He struggled, and it seemed like this yeah. wasn't going to work. He was off to a slow start, and then he kind of figured out how to 
change his swing and then he became Otani. Yeah. But so it would be cool. There's more of these players. I think yeah, I, I heard Jeff pass and say this. It's like the problem with like this is it's going to be so hard to compare to Shohei Otani. But yeah. I think you'll see more of it. I think you will see more of it. That's what he said. And I kind of agree with him. I hope so. Because it's, it's so exciting. It's, it's going to be hard to compare to a guy that is Shohei Otani. But could we see a guy who, you know, hits, could be your nine-hole hitter and is decent, a decent hitter, and can pitch for you? Like, I think we could. I, I, it's such a weapon. Yeah. It could be such a weapon. Otani's unique and is like, that's like, it's like as if you're like, uh, like the first, I'm trying to think, like the first quarterback ever, or like the first, like, you know, dual threat quarterback is Michael Vick. Like, there's no one ever going to be like Michael Vick. Like, the closest thing is Lamar Jackson. Like, I think it's a good comparison. Like, Michael Vick, that, like, we've seen similar, and, like, there are quarterbacks better than Michael Vick. But, like, that freak, yeah. Michael Vick is the biggest freak to ever play. Or (laughs) another example is Cam Newton. Like, we're never going to see a freak like Cam Newton play quarterback. Yeah. Like, Go look at that Auburn team he carried to the national title. None of the offensive players played in the NFL other than him. And the fact he had a successful NFL career at the size he did, at the ability, like, it's like you get the junior version of Cam Newton coming in. Like, it's just hard. It's it's, very, and very those are awful to compare comp- to. And the crazy awful comparisons. I get, like, you can't compare it. I get what you're saying. It is really hard to compare him to anybody. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what I, I I agree with you. I'd love to see it happen. So get drafted by the Guardians, and then it gets an excuse to Matt to come to Lynchburg. There we go. Because he'll play rookie or play single A. MLB draft gets underway on Sunday. Like we said, Paul Skeens, Dylan Cruz, Wyatt Langford, the uh, top three prospects could go in pretty much any order, but probably going to be Skeens or Cruz going first overall. Kyle Teal, catcher from Virginia at number seven. Overall prospect, Bryce Eldridge, the two-way player from James Madison High School, is the number 23 prospect. And Jack Hurley from Virginia Tech is the number 36 prospect. So a couple of local guys to watch as we get underway with the MLB draft. We got the All-Star game coming up after the draft, and that's uh, always a fun time. We're excited for that. The Home Run Derby is going to be on Monday night as well, and they announced the bracket earlier this week. So we have the home run derby to look forward to a couple of last minute entries some guys that i'm excited about luis robert is getting involved in the home run derby this year so that should be a uh, a fun time and of course we got vladimir guerrero jr back in the derby he was always entertaining to watch the times that he's been in it i think that this is going to be a uh, a fun home run derby there's some guys that i'm kind of interested to see how they do some like i'm, I'm not really sure uh what to expect from them but i think that overall it's a pretty solid uh pretty solid field that we have can we pick it as a team and submit it so and see if we can win a prize by the way yeah post it let's do it all right first round Luis roberts versus adelaide rushman i i think Luis roberts got yeah i think so uh battle of cubans adonis garcia versus randy rosarena i think there'll be a lot of rosarena 
Ooh, I I was gonna lean towards Garcia there. All right, so we're flipped. Um, how should we decide that? Rock paper scissors. No, we can go with the Rosarina. I like either of them. I like okay. either of them. Can go with the Rosarina. All right, Mookie Betts versus Vlad Guerrero Jr. Got to go with gonna... Vlad. Yeah, I'll get you. Gave me Randy, so I'll give you Vlad. All right. Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez. I'm I'm picking Pete Alonso. He's built for this. He is. You know, I wanna I wanna say Julio because it's his home turf, but Pete Alonso really. I mean, he's this. yeah. This is his event. Uh, so second round, Luis Robert versus uh Rosarena. I'm taking I'm taking Randy. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. You agree with that? And then yeah, Vlad versus Vlad versus Pete. Got to go with Pete again. Yeah, I'm picking Pete Alonso. Uh, final Randy Rosarena versus Pete Alonso. I'm picking Pete Alonso yeah. to get his third. Yeah, it'd I be cool. It. Get the only person to win three is Ken Griffey Jr. He does it in Seattle. I think that'd be a cool thing. It would be cool to see. That would be All cool. Right. I don't particularly like Pete Alonso, but that would be cool to see. Yeah. All right. Which player will hit the longest home run? Who do you think? Vlad. All right. So that's six. All right. What will be the distance of the longest home run in T-Mobile Ooh. as measured by Statcast? Oh man. Four seventy-five. 475. Uh, okay. Sweet. I'm just guessing. Uh, how many home runs will be hit in the entire T-Mobile home run derby? Oh, geez. 130. 130. You think only 130? 160. I don't uh, know. So let's wait. say, all right. Let's say each. Let's do some math. Batter. If they average it's... 20 home runs for the yeah. first round each. Let's say, so that's. Eight times eight. That's one sixty. Yeah, that right there is one sixty. So then, if they do, then we want to multiply. So then, add eighty to that. Two forty. Then it goes down. So let's say fifteen there. So add thirty. It's around two seventy. You want to say two seventy? Two seventy. All right. Look at that quick math from a com major. Wow. Uh, thank you, calculator app. <laughs> <laughs> How many home runs will the winning player hit in, during the entire team of T? Uh, the, the entire derby. derby. All right. Divide 270 by eight. That's 33.75. So 45. Because okay. he will hit more than everyone else. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's my logic. You know, I am really excited for the All-Star game coming up, but it is a little disappointing the amount of injuries that we have. Right now, like we talked about the Angels injuries, obviously Trout and Otani, and we're not going to be able to see Otani pitch in the All-Star game now. But also Aaron Judge, like we mentioned earlier, he is injured now, and we don't know when he's going to be back. And then just a bunch of other players, a bunch of other you know starters and players that have been selected to the All-Star game are injured, and it does feel a little disappointing. Like It seems like every day I see a post from MLB that someone new has been selected as a replacement for the All-Star game, and sometimes they're players that I haven't even heard of, which feels bad as a baseball fan, but you know they, they got to get people into the game and they're just putting anybody in there, it feels like, almost. But I am really excited for it, but I just it, it's disappointing when you have this many injuries. Yeah, I agree with you. It it just sucks to see, you know, you know, based, you know, some of the biggest stars, three of the biggest stars are hurt. Otani, I think, will play in the All-Star game, still bad, but two of the biggest stars, two of the best players, Trout, uh, Yodon Alvarez isn't in it, Judge isn't in it. 
it it kind of sucks to see, and it it's unfortunate. Yeah, should still be a fun time though. Um, it's this coming Tuesday, July eleventh on Fox. Always a fun time. We love the the All Star Game, the Home Run Derby on ESPN the night before. Uh, we're looking forward to it. It's um, I, I mean it's it's one of the best nights in the regular season. Uh, one last thing before we go, I'm glad you mentioned this before we started recording because I was uh, I was thinking about this earlier. Immaculate Grid is the the like hottest new internet game for baseball fans. It's like we're replacing Wordle for baseball fans. If anyone still does Wordle out there, um, I do. But uh, uh, Immaculate Grid is it it's this game where there's a nine square grid and you have to pick a player that matches two criteria for each grid and so today i thought was the easiest one so far and i still didn't get all nine i had trouble with the the astros and the phillies i could not for the life of me think of a player who played for the astros and the I'm, phillies and i, I cheated on that one. oh come on hey man you play to win the game i'm tom brady i cheat yeah <laughs> But uh, a lot of our answers for today were the same. Like you picked Verlander for Astros and Cy Young. I picked him also. You picked Kershaw for Dodgers and Cy Young. Uh, What upset me is that I was also stumped on Dodgers race. And I was like, and then I realized, oh, crap, I had David Price. (laughs) Or it was, uh, yeah, it was Dodgers race. I had David Price and already used him. It's a good one. I, um, I went with. Carl Crawford for Dodgers Rays. Yeah, I saw that one a lot. Um, David Price. I, I, I took him. a big swing with Rich Hill. I was like, he's old. He's yeah. for a lot of teams. I knew he played for the Dodgers. We both picked David Price for the Rays and 200 strikeout season. We both picked Roy Halladay for Phillies 200 strikeout season. I pick, I went with Roger Clemens for the Cy Young 200 strikeout season. Uh, we both picked Charlie Morton for Rays and Astros. For Dodgers Phillies, I went with Chase Utley. Um, and then lo- the last one I couldn't get it was it was Astros Phillies. I could not think of any player that played for the Astros and the Phillies. And then after it, when I saw that so- a lot of people had chosen Hunter Pence, I was like, "How did I miss that? How did I not think of Hunter Pence?" Yeah, I obviously did Trey Turner for Dodgers Phillies because he's uh, bit us in the butt this year. <laughs> yeah, our preseason MVP pick that is nowhere near MVP levels. Uh, but yeah, Immaculate Grid, it's a fun game. Check it out if you haven't already. It's uh, it's uh, pretty entertaining. I highly, highly recommend it. Maybe maybe next week we'll do I'll, do, I'll save my Immaculate Grid, you save yours, and we do them together. It's a good idea. Podcast. Good that idea. could be our new segment. Yeah, I like it. I've seen podcasts do that, so... Aaron Boone actually is doing it. Like the entire, he, he, uh, I saw an interview where he said, like, the whole Yankees clubhouse is competing with each other, trying to see who would do it fast. Nice. And so, so shout out to Aaron Boone. The Yankees are losing eight nothing to the O's right now. So I'm not so happy, but that's okay. It's baseball. Should I wrap up? Yes, I should. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, you connect with us, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads. How Hey-o. about that? At Foulball Area, uh, at TreyLyleVT, at Matkins News, at Matkins21. He has brought that back for Threads. <laughs> I 
I saw that when he followed me. Uh, make sure you also leave us that five-star review. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Even though most of this is our family. A lot of our family already listened to this, so we share it with them. Uh, appreciate them as well. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed their 4th of July holiday. It was good to see you, Matt. Um, thank you so much. Enjoy All-Star Weekend. All-Star. Well, it's not really weekend. It's weekend, Monday. week. Monday, yeah. Tuesday. Enjoy the All-Star game. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.